This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Good morning. This is the one-year Bible reading for October 13th, and we are in the book of Jeremiah this morning, starting in verse uh, in chapter 22, verse 1. Then the Lord said to me, Jeremiah, go over and speak directly to the king of Judah. Say to him, listen to this message from the Lord, you king of Judah, sitting on David's throne. Let your officials and your people listen too. This is what the Lord says, be fair-minded and just, do what is right. Help those who have been robbed, rescue them from their oppressors. Quit your evil deeds. Do not mistreat foreigners, orphans, and widows. Stop murdering the innocent. If you obey me, there will always be a descendant of David sitting on the throne here in Jerusalem. The king will ride through the palace gates and chariots and on horses with his parade of officials and subjects. But if you refuse to pay attention to this warning, I swear by my own name, says the Lord, that this palace will become a pile of rubble. Now this is what the Lord says concerning the royal palace. You are as beloved to me as fruitful Gilead and the green forests of Lebanon. But I will destroy you and leave you deserted with no one living within your walls. I will call for wreckers who will bring out their tools to dismantle you. They will tear out all your fine cedar beams and throw them on the fire. People from many nations will pass by the ruins of this city and say to one another, why did the Lord destroy such a great city? And the answer will be because they violated their covenant with the Lord their God by worshiping other gods. Do not weep for the dead king or mourn his loss. Instead, weep for the captive king being led away, for he will never return to see his native land again. For this is what the Lord says about Jehoahaz, who has succeeded his father, King Josiah, and was taken away as a captive. He will never return. He will die in a distant land and will never again see his own country. And the Lord says, destruction is certain for Jehoiakim, who builds his palace with forced labor. By not paying wages, he builds injustice into its walls and oppression into its door frames and ceilings. He says, I will build a magnificent palace with huge rooms and many windows, paneled throughout with lovely fragrant cedar and painted red. But a beautiful palace does not make a great king. Why did your father Josiah reign so long? Because he was just and right in all his dealings. That is why God blessed him. He made sure that justice and help were given to the poor and needy, and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me? asked the Lord. But you, you are full of selfish greed and dishonesty. You murder the innocent, oppress the poor, and reign ruthlessly. Therefore, this is the Lord's decree of punishment against King Jehoiakim, who succeeded his father Josiah on the throne. His family will not weep for him when he dies. His subjects will not even care that he is dead. He will be buried like a dead donkey, dragged out of Jerusalem and dumped outside the gate. Weep, for your allies are all gone. Search for them in Lebanon. Shout for them at Bashan. Search for them in the regions east of the river. See if they are all destroyed. Not one is left to help you. When you were prosperous, I warned you. 
but you replied, don't bother me. Since childhood, you have been that way. You simply will not listen. And now your allies have all disappeared with a puff of wind. Friends have been taken away as captives. Surely at last you will see your wickedness and be ashamed. It may be nice to live in a beautiful palace lined with lumber from the cedars of Lebanon, but soon you will cry and groan in anguish, anguish like that of a woman about to give birth. And as surely as I live, says the Lord, I will abandon you, Jehoiachin, son of Jehoiakim, son, king of Judah. <clears throat> Even if you were the signet ring on my right hand, I would pull you off. I will hand you over to those who seek to kill you. Of, of whom you are so desperately afraid, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the mighty Babylonian army. I will expel you and your mother from this land and you will die in a foreign country. You will never again return to the land of your desire. That is, why is this man Jehoiachin like a discarded broken dish? Why are he and his children to be exiled to distant lands? Oh, earth, 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 listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Let the record show that this man, Jehoiachin, was childless, for none of his children will ever sit on the throne of David to rule in Judah. His life will amount to nothing. I will send disaster upon the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of leading my flock to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. But I will gather together the remnant of my flock from wherever I have driven them. I will bring them back into their own fold and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint responsible shepherds to care for them and they will never be afraid again. Not a single one of them will be lost or missing, says the Lord. For the time is coming, says the Lord, when I will place a righteous branch on King David's throne. He will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this is his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. In that day, says the Lord, when people are taking an oath, they will no longer say as surely as the Lord lives, who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say as surely as the Lord lives, who brought back the people of Israel to their own land from the land of the north and from all the countries to which he had exiled them. Then they will live in their own land. We have the start of that, right? The of the nation of Israel being refounded, but it's an incomplete work at this point. We're waiting for Jesus's return. My heart is broken because of the false prophets and I tremble uncontrollably. I stagger like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words the Lord has spoken against them. For the land is full of adultery and it lies under a curse. The land itself is in mourning. Its pastures are dried up for the prophets do evil and abuse their power. The priests are like the prophets, all ungodly wicked men. I have seen their despicable acts right here in my own temple, says the Lord. Therefore their paths will be dark and slippery. They will be chased down dark and treacherous trails where they will fall. For I will bring disaster upon them when the time of punishment comes. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
I saw the prophets of Samaria were terribly evil, for they prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel into sin. But now I see that the prophets of Jerusalem are even worse. They commit adultery and they love dishonesty. They encourage those who are doing evil instead of turning them away from their sins. These prophets are as wicked as the people of Sodom and Gomorrah once were. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says concerning the prophets. I will feed them with bitterness and give them poison to drink. For it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness fills this land. This is my warning to my people, says the Lord Almighty. Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to these rebels who despise my word, don't worry. The Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own evil desires, they say no harm will come your way. But how can you, but can you name even one of these prophets who knows the Lord well enough to hear what he is saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a whirlwind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all his plans. In the days to come, you will understand this all very clearly. And this morning we're starting uh, the second letter uh, of, from Paul to the church at Thessalonica. And um, so we know that this is a church that Paul loves and he sent them a first letter of encouragement. And this is what Talk Through the Bible says about 2 Thessalonians. Since Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, problems had arisen in the church. False teachers had upset the saints by claiming that the day of Christ had already occurred. Such news prompted Paul to prescribe strong medicine to cure the problem. Of anyone will not work, neither shall he eat, 310. Paul reminds the Thessalonians that those undergoing persecution can take heart, knowing that God's righteous judgment will settle all accounts quick, equitably. Paul exhorts his readers to be steadfast and diligent, buying up the opportunities rather than merely biding their time. This letter is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. It is written to the church in Thessalonica, though you who belong to God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Dear brothers and sisters, we always thank God for you, as is right, for we are thankful that your faith is flourishing and you are all growing in love for each other. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. But God will use this persecution to show his justice, for he will make you worthy of his kingdom, for which you are suffering and in his justice he will punish those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted, and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power when he comes to receive glory and praise from his holy people. And you will be among those praising him on that day, for you believed what we testified about him. And so we keep on praying for you that our God will make you worthy of the life to which he called you. 
And we pray that God, by his power, will fulfill all your good intentions and faithful deeds. Then everyone will give honor to the name of our Lord Jesus because of you, and you'll be honored along with him. This is made possible because of the undeserved favor of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 83. O oh God, don't sit idly by, silent and inactive. Don't you hear the tumult of your enemies? Don't you see what your arrogant enemies are doing? They devise crafty schemes against your people, laying plans against your precious ones. Come, they say, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of its existence. This was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you, these Edomites and Ishmaelites, Moabites and Hagrites, Gebelites and Ammonites and Amalekites, and the people from Philistia and Tyre. Assyria has joined them too and is allied with the descendants of Lot. Do to them as you did to the Midianites or as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor and their decaying corpses fertilized the soil. Let their mighty nobles die as Oreb and Zeb did. Let all their princes die like Zeba and Zalmunna, for they said, let us seize for our own use these pasture lands of God. O oh my God, blow them away like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind. As a fire roars through a forest and, sets, and as a flame sets mountains ablaze, chase them with your fierce storms, terrify them with your tempests, Utterly disgrace them until they submit to your name, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and terrified forever. Make them failures in everything they do until they learn that you alone are called the Lord, that you alone are the Most High, supreme over all the earth. Proverbs 25, 11 through 14. Timely advice is as lovely as golden apples in a silver basket. Valid criticism is as treasured by the one who heeds it as jewelry made from the finest gold. Faithful messengers are as refreshing as snow in the heat of summer. They revive the spirit of their employer. A person who doesn't give a promised gift is like clouds and wind that don't bring rain. And to end today, I have a blessing for you and appropriately it's taken from Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 17. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. May salvation spring up all around you. May you see lives changed, relationships restored, and bodies healed everywhere you turn. May your expectancy of what God can, can and wants to do in your midst rise exponentially. He is a star-breathing, miracle-working, intimately involved God. Bless your day today. Maybe live with that kind of expectancy. I know I want to. Love you all. Have a beautiful day.